0: You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities.
1: We had an idea that we could turn what was a high-grade underground mine into an open pit. This open pit is right on the rail, right on the road, access to power. And so we saw that in the data, but the data isn't always real. So back in 2019, we drill tested it, we put uh, 3,500 meters into the ground, it returned 13 holes over 100 meters of ore grade copper right near surface in an open pit. We had 2.5% copper over 75 meters, was my personal favorite hole. My second favorite hole was 1% copper over 160 meters, um, and that's right at surface, literally that was three meters down hole. So that means open pit. So. That all goes to say, we've already found this deposit. Now our our next task is is delineating it, so systematically drilling it out and and proving to the market.
0: Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. Well, we will be doing a new company profile interview today, and it's QC Copper & Gold. QC Copper & Gold is part of the ore group, which is led by Stephen Stewart, The ore group is a sponsor of Mining Stock Education, and we've profiled two companies within this group, Baseload Energy, as well as Ore Finders, in the past few months. So this is the third company in the group. Stephen Stewart is at the helm of this company, as well as being at the helm of Ore Finders. So Stephen, welcome back onto Mining Stock Education, and thank you for joining me again.
1: Bill, it's great to be here. Of course, we're a proud sponsor, a big fan of your show. I listen to every episode.
0: Yes, thank you. Well, let's start off with the beginning. Uh, What is the history of QC Copper? And as a manager and CEO of this company, how did you access your shares?
1: Well, as a manager, how did I access my shares? Let's start there. I bought every single share um, cash, either on the market or in a private placement. Zero free shares in this company. And and the same holds true for every company that that me and my my group are involved with. So our, our interests are aligned with shareholders first and foremost. I think that's critical. How we, how we acquired the Opamiska project, which is uh, QC's flagship, and how uh, QC came to be, it was a spinoff of Orfinders resources, which is another company we spoke about before. Uh, that happened in 2018, where we dividended out uh, our, uh, our shares in what was then a private company and, and gave a distribution to orfinder shareholders, so they got free shares in QC. I'll note that QC used to be at the time was called Power Ord, had a different asset, but ultimately it, we created this uh, new, brand new uh, listing on the Toronto Venture Exchange uh, as a as a vehicle to acquire the what is net what's called the Opamiska Copper Mine Complex, which is the uh, former producer, former Falconbridge world class mine that produced uh, 1.4 billion pounds of copper, nearly a million ounces of gold in in the Shibugamu district of Quebec. And so that is our focus now, and um, we're ready to go. We think that the time for copper is here.
0: Stephen, the uh, listing on the TSXV is QCCU. Website is QCCopper.com for people to find more information. But I see that you don't really have the OTC listing up and running yet.
1: Not yet. That's a priority, I think, two weeks away, and we will have our full listing to give exposure for our, our U.S. investors, of which there are many.
0: Okay, when we talked about ore finders, obviously you are very bullish on gold, as am I, so because this is a copper focused junior let 's hear your bullish thesis for copper please
1: well certainly uh, we you know i i 'll mention I am a gold guy and and this has gold in it, uh, hence their name q c stands for Quebec copper and gold but but it really is a copper rich story, and my thesis about copper is, is it goes to the macro. Um, let's talk about the supply demand aspects. When you look at the supply, uh, where copper has come from historically to this day, the vast majority of it comes from Chile, Escondida, uh, Chuqui. These are 70-year-old huge open pits that used to be mining 1.5 grams as recently as 10 years ago. The, those grades have been halved. They're, they're below 0. 0.7 grams they're still big deposits, but they're getting so expensive and old to operate and eventually they're going they're going to run out and so there's this, there's a real supply issue. there are a few really fantastic new copper deposits coming online, but uh, investors will quickly find out those deposits are in really risky jurisdictions so there is this uh, there's this lack of pipeline of quality copper. Uh, in really good jurisdictions, of course, we're in Quebec, which is, I think, tier one across the board place you want to be. Um, so that's, that's, that's my supply argument for why we want to be in copper. And then, of course, you have to consider the demand. Um, copper is really the most versatile metal there is. It obviously behaves very differently from gold. It's really an industrial metal. It's it is the industrial metal. People call it Doctor Copper because, or excuse me, uh, Doctor Copper because it correlates with the economy. And so, if the economy is doing well, copper is doing well. Now, is the economy going to be doing well in the in the next 12 to 24 months? Well, I mean, there's a huge uh, unknown with COVID, and of course, the election going on. But ultimately. I think it it comes down to infrastructure. So even if Main Street isn't doing well, what I think is going to happen is in order to get us out of this debt quagmire, meaning the uh, massive amount of money printing that's going on um, in the United States and across the world, it's not just the United States, it's everywhere. In order for us to get out of that and, and resolve ourselves and get back to productivity, okay, not just free money, but productivity, we're going to have to build the infrastructure the roads the bridges the highways the ports buildings you name it a new deal of sorts in fact i think it's probably going to be called the marshall plan part two not to get sort of doom and gloom about it but i think that the united states and the americas as a whole really needs to focus on infrastructure and copper is a major major input for all of these things and then of course we can take it to the next level and, and amplify the demand expectations from copper for this EV expectation. It it's, doesn't go into the battery, but what it does, it connects point A from point B. So if it has an on or an off switch, it's got copper. So we really think that copper has a very, very bright future. It has struggled over the past two years, largely because of the trade war. And then COVID took it down to $2 earlier in March, but it's, it's rallied. And the Chinese are just consuming it voraciously. and I can't get enough of it because they're, they're in recovery mode. They're trying to eat the, the, the lunch of the West, so to speak, and they're building. And they're buying as much raw copper as they can. They've driven the price up to $3.15 this week. Uh, but what we haven't seen is the junior exploration companies like QC Copper really react. Okay? So the guys that are producing the copper, they see that extra dollar of margin flow to their bottom line instantly. And, and the, the Freeports of the world have performed great. Look at their stock chart. But uh, the there is a lag when it comes to the exploration companies like QC Copper. It takes a while for that benefit to trickle down to us. Really, it's about interest. As we do not produce it, we look for it. But as as Freeport gains in momentum and share price, people make money, then they start to think about well, where are they going to replenish their supply, and they start to look up the supply chain and they, then slowly they'll look at us and the same, the exact same setup. So this, what I call the junior exploration lag, it takes anywhere from six to 12 months. We saw it with gold, exact same setup happened. It's already happening with copper. We're seeing, I mean, QC is up, you know, not insubstantially over the last few months. Uh, our contemporaries are doing the same thing, but really what you hear is the narrative. I mean, just listen to what people are saying, guys like yourself, uh, people on TV, copper really is coming uh, into the forefront. And that just drives sentiment, which is so powerful in this industry.
0: You're an early stage exploration company seeking to discover and develop a copper deposit in Quebec. That's what the QC stands for. Uh, But when I look at a junior, I always try to assess what's the fundamental valuation relative to the market cap. So can you talk to us about your cash securities and your known resource relative to your current market cap, please?
1: Well, absolutely. Let me, let me make a quick point. We found this deposit. It's right there. Um, and, and in fact, before I get into our balance sheet, which I think your, your listeners are going to be <laughs> excited to hear about, this deposit used to be a high-grade um, vein-type deposit. Okay, so they were mining underground. And Falconbridge, who is now Glencore, were producing out of there for 50 years. And they got, had a phenomenal database, which we uh, acquired, digitized, and we saw something. We so we had a new idea and that was that the the copper existed outside of these veins so it's what's called a disseminated deposit and the the real kicker was that this all happens close to surface so we had an idea is that we could turn what was a high grade underground mine into an open pit this open pit is right on the rail right on the road access to power and so we saw that in the data but the data isn't always real so back in 2019 We drill tested it. We put uh, 3,500 meters into the ground. It returned 13 holes over 100 meters of ore grade copper right near surface in an open pit. We had 2.5% copper over 75 meters was my personal favorite hole. My second favorite hole was 1% copper over 160 meters. um, And that's right at surface. Literally, that was three meters down hole. And so that means open pit. So that all goes to say we've already found this deposit now our our next task is is delineating it so systematically drilling it out and and proving to the market and to 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 everybody that this is um x tons at y grade with z um strip ratio that is our objective right now and uh we're going to get to that in q1 we we, we're just start coming out with a twenty thousand meter drill Campaign that we will put on the full first maiden 43101 resource. We're obviously going to utilize the Falcon Bridge data and leverage that uh, in, 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 our, in this 20,000 meter program as well. And then we'll put economics on it. Everybody wants to see how big is this, what's the NPV, what's the IR, does this make sense? We think it does. Our goal, our goal, a forward looking statement is we think we can take this to the 100 million ton range uh, at a percent copper. If we do that, okay, that's you know you do the math. That's a million tons of copper, coppers trading right now at around seven thousand U.S. dollars per ton. That's seven billion dollars in gross metal. Doesn't mean that's what it's worth. Obviously, you got to build, you got to extract, you have operating costs. But that's a great top line to aim for. That's our objective. We'll see if we get there. Yep. To answer your, sorry, Bill, to, to answer your, your question that you had, the other part of your question was, of course, our cash and our balance sheet. What does that look like? First, I'll state that we are a $10 million market cap company. We, we barely exist. So the opportunity for investors to get at, you know, close to the ground floor is 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 here, I would say. If you're looking for a junior that has not run, take a look at QC Copper and Gold. That's what I would say. Um, in terms of where our, our working capital situation is, we have approximately $1.8 million in cash. So we've got cash. We're not rich, but we've got cash to operate. And what we do have, what I think is unique, is that we have about uh, almost $8 million in shares of another company called Baseload Energy. You mentioned, you talked to Baseload CEO, James Sykes, uh, uh, QC Copper vended off uh, about six, seven months ago, vended a non-core asset. Okay. So this has nothing to do with our OpenMISCA. It wasn't our focus. We were paying no attention to it. We sold it to Baseload for what was about a million dollar valuation. We've turned that into about $8 million in Baseload. That speaks to the corporate level transaction that our group has become quite well known for. And so, you know, that is not cash, of course, uh, but that is that is those are real shares. Baseload is uh, is led by a fantastic guy, and and if he's successful in his thesis, and Baseload's got about three and a half million dollars of cash, and it's going to be drilling in December. If that's successful, well, that eight million could turn into, who knows? I won't make any prognostications, but that's we're going to sit tight and see what happens with James. So we're if you add those two figures together, basically our working capital is uh, brings our EV to zero. So that means you're getting this project for nothing. What I think is Perhaps uh, one of the most interesting uh, copper and gold exploration plays in a mature district like Shibugamu, Quebec, you can invest in uh, at a at a virtual zero enterprise value with UC copper and gold today.
0: That 1.8 million Canadian. How far will that take you with the plans of drilling and the economic study?
1: Well, if you drill with uh, you know 100 meters, um, 100 dollars a meter is really the sort of back of the envelope there. Um, that will not take us to the full 20,000 meters. Okay. So 20,000 meters at a hundred bucks, that's 2 million bucks. So we're a little bit shortfall there. So investors can uh, expect us to take in capital at some point in the future. Um, We raised a million dollars about five, six months ago. The whole purpose of that was to give me patience. Okay. I believe in timing and timing is so important in the juniors. So we don't like to force anything. Hence we haven't been, you know, in the last year we haven't been drilling because copper has been out of vogue. Okay, so I want to be drilling when copper is in vogue and and we're just at the cusp. So uh, our share price is getting up. I'm sensitive to our cost of capital when it's appropriate. Investors can expect us to go and dip a toe into the market, finance us completely up to the level that we can execute our 20,000 meter drill program. And then, of course, we have all sorts of other optionality plays, including things like base load that may or may not come into play. But I think that uh, it's important to note that our group, you mentioned the org group, we've raised uh, close to $20 million over the last six or seven months. Clearly, we have access to capital. There's a ton of interest in QC. uh, So the money is there when we want it. It's just a question of timing and at what
0: cost. Stephen, this isn't a massive porphyry deposit in Chile or Peru, but 100 million tons at 1% copper is nothing to sneeze at. Talk to us about what type of company would buy such a project, because that's your exit strategy is ultimately to sell this project.
1: That's the best way for any junior company and its investors to make money, if you want my opinion, is to sell. Um, guys such as myself and many of my contemporaries, although there are exceptions, uh, never built a mine. And so uh, I think that's the best way to execute. So ultimately, that is my goal is to de-risk and delineate and de-risk something that it becomes attractive to probably a mid-tier producer. I'd never like to to shut any doors, but you're right. It's not a porphyry deposit, which would be attractive to a mega major like a a Rio Tinto or a BHP. But you know what? I don't want to be a porphyry deposit. Uh, porphyry deposit. Maybe you can get a billion tons of ore in a, in a copper deposit, which is nice. But their grades are 0.3, okay. And and then they come along and they 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 take forever to drill out. They're super high risk. The 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 junior the the capital required to drill out a porphyry is just so high. And then when it comes time to build it, you're looking at one, two, three, five billion dollars. That's not what we are. That's not what we want to be. We're a nice small. Uh, I don't small is not the right word, but we're a nice tight package. We've got uh, we've got high grades. Okay, so grade is king. We think that our grades stand up to to nearly anybody in the in the copper space, and then of course I think the bonuses when when we have delineated our open pit and defined our tons in grade, we've got the infrastructure there. Okay literally the canadian the cn railway is right comes right to our property there's a 100 if not a billion dollar line item that is not required to be built we've got a paved highway running through the property we've got an airport 15 minutes away power to site we've got a a very sophisticated mining community um, uh, labor that's very important when we're drilling this and before we start building anything when we drill it we our drillers go home at night there's no camps okay so when i when i quoted a hundred million hundred meters $100 a hundred dollars per meter to drill. That's that's where we are. If we we didn't have these infrastructure advantages, you can be two, three, five hundred dollars a meter. So uh, this project, given it's in a mature area of Shibugamu, uh, has so many advantages, and that's what initially attracted us to us uh, to to this project. And and I'll mention that you know. Above and beyond the Shibugamu District or our Opamiska project, which is really the anchor in the district, there are other deposits there. So that potentially, if we, and I believe in consolidation, bigger is is usually better in the mining industry. And so if a larger company, even somebody like a Rio or a BHP, wanted to come in there with an eye to consolidate. Okay, so you could really pick up all sorts of deposits in and around the, the what's called the Gwilum Fault, which is the regional controlling uh, mineralized structure. So, and that's, that's, that's how I see it. So I never like to count any, uh, anybody out who could acquire us. I think uh, all sorts of producers, uh, small, big, and super big are, will be interested in domestically produced copper, especially uh, in light of what we've seen in the policy response to the COVID. I'm going to, I think everything's in particularly the supply chain is going to come a lot closer to home.
0: Stephen, one question about uh, your involvement in QC. You're the CEO, but you're also involved in all of the other ore group companies, uh, as well as ore finders. I'm very impressed with your entrepreneurial ambition, but then the question also comes up as an investor. Is he spreading himself too thin? Could you please speak to this?
1: Sure, well, um, you know, no, I don't think I am. I think uh, I give equal attention to all my children, so to speak, but the, the most important thing is the team, it's not just me running this. Um, The other companies all have a key uh, technical team behind it or Finders and Mistango, those are operating right now. I've largely handed the keys over to to our technical team, Keith Ben, who's who's focused on executing our drill program. They want me nowhere near that drill program at this point in time, trust me, I'm not a geologist. Uh, Same thing for QC Copper and Gold, it's the keys are in the hands of Charles Beaudry who just put out a really great webinar yesterday uh, detailing the technical plan, Charles is the mastermind behind the geology so we re- the org group really does have a team that I rely so heavily on The primary tasks uh, what I bring to the table are my my ability my my network okay so I raise the money that is that is my primary responsibility uh, so that my team can go out and execute and uh, and, and that 's what charles is going to do he's got he has his vision Charles is the one that deserves the credit for identifying this disseminated uh, feature that this deposit has. Very few deposits are actually disseminated, but it's not, we didn't invent the wheel either. This this model has been very successfully executed, most famously with, with uh, OSISCO and their Malarctic deposit, the exact same principle and not too far away. So Charles saw that s- same sort of potential and then came to me, we raised the money, I raised the money. Uh, with him behind me to go and execute his thesis. We did that with our drill program to prove it's disseminated. Now we got to go finish the job.
0: Stephen, one year from now, a forward-looking statement. If you're successful with these plans you've laid out, what's the market cap going to be?
1: Well, I look at uh, some of our peers who are um, $50, $100 million uh, market cap. We're $10 million market OK, so I see companies that are trading five to 10 times us with a lesser asset, uh, certainly lesser than the targets that I've mentioned before. Um, we certainly hope to meet meet those. If you go to our, our presentation, I think it's on slide 18. We list a lot of the comparables there. Uh, we're at the bottom of the list. We're we're sub $10 million market cap. Uh, and then we list a whole slew of companies going up to, 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 to 50 million tons. And some of them are $500 million. Now, that is a forward-looking statement. I'm not saying we're going to be a $500 million market cap, but maybe we are, maybe we won't. But there's, a, there's a, a, quite a ladder for us to climb in terms of, of creating value for shareholders.
0: One follow-up question on Baseload. I am a Baseload shareholder, which I didn't disclose in my last interview with James Sykes because after I produced the interview, I said, I I need a piece of this. So I did invest in the private placement. So as a Baseload shareholder, should I have any concern that you own 62% of the company? And uh, how would you possibly unload those shares? Well,
1: um, no, I wouldn't be concerned at all. Um, We are, uh, I wear two hats uh, in the sense that I'm not looking to um, Rob Peter to pay Paul, so to speak. So uh, QC is a long-term shareholder. We're not interested in liquidating $8 million worth of shares if we could. Okay? It's, that's not all that liquid. That company is not all that liquid, certainly to do that. Um, we're in this for the big score. We take risk adjusted uh, bets. Okay, We bet on people, we bet on theses, on the commodity, and then we bet on a plan. Um, I am not selling any share, my personal shares in baseload, nor is QC copper for the foreseeable future. I want to see, I mean, James has discovered, uh, been a key member of three uranium deposits. He's 40 years old. I am betting that he's going to find a fourth, fifth, and sixth, and I'm going to hitch my wagon to him um, when he does and benefit financially. And I expect QC will do the same.
0: So the name is QC Copper and Gold, but it almost could be, as we speak, QC Copper, Gold, and Uranium, couldn't it?
1: With the Uranium kicker. Sure. (laughs) There
0: there you go. So you're getting exposure to, of course, Copper and Uranium. The website, again, is QCCopper.com. For Canadian investors or those that can invest internationally on the Venture Exchange in Toronto, you can find it under the ticker QCCU. And for U.S. investors, in the works is that OTC listing that you'll find very shortly. Stephen, as always, a great presentation. And uh, I own 9% via uh, VMI, or or Finders owns 9% of QC Copper, we should mention. So I do have exposure to QC Copper and Gold. But thank you for this overview.
1: Fantastic, Bill. Thank you very much for having me.
0: the mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth you know a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or hundred thousand dollars and it might discover something worth a couple billion there is no sector that i know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility certainly not the certainty but the possibility of 10 for one returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks Concommitment